This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Winter, spring, summer, fall. It doesn't matter what the calendar says. It's always baseball season and time for talking about your Minnesota Twins. This is the Twins Hot Stove Show, keeping you connected with your team with the latest news, moves, interviews, and more. We have the bases covered. Now, here is your host of the Twins Hot Stove Show, Chris Atterbury. Well, good evening and welcome to the Twins Hot Stove Show. We have picked the hot stove up and we've driven it four hours to Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Chris Atterbury with you from Cedar Rapids, home of the Twins Midwest League affiliate the Cedar Rapids Colonels. Tonight, the Colonels' annual fundraising event, their silent auction, and we are very excited to be a part of it as part of the Twins' winter caravan. Jeremy Zoll, Twins Director of Minor Leagues, is here. Mitch Garver and Zach Granite, former Colonels, current Twins, they are here as well. We're going to hear from all three of those gentlemen as part of our Twins Hot Stove Show here tonight. No three cuts tonight, but we'll hear from all three of those gentlemen. Also here live, we'll have Toby Gardenhire, the new Colonels manager, and former twin Brian Dinkelman, who is a part of his staff. Now, this is one of three legs of Winter Caravan currently out and about in Twins territory. Big inaugural ice fishing tournament was on Monday. Only one fish was caught. It was a whopper, contrary to uh, reports you may have read. Uh, so the start of a great tradition there, and no, Corey Provis did not catch that fish, so I think we all win that bet. Big news at Target Field today. Justin Morneau was at Target Field, and he was announcing a bit of a career change. Justin, one of the finest twins in recent memory and beloved by fans across Twins territory, announcing his retirement as a player at the press conference, and he knew it was time, in part, when he watched his old comrade Joe Nathan retire last year. Joe Nathan referenced at some point uh, he knew he was done when the phone stopped ringing. <laughs> So when you're getting more calls to coach uh, the kids' t-ball team and your input on that, and, uh, you know, it was one of those things where sometimes it, sometimes that decision gets made for you. You know, you, you, it was just it was time. I think the game tells you, the game lets you know when uh, when it's time to do something else. Now, just because Justin Morneau is not going to be playing anymore doesn't mean he won't be a very integral part of the Twins organization. He has signed on to join the front office as a special assistant. He'll be joining the likes of Michael Kadire, Torrey Hunter, Latroy Hawkins. The role will be varied, but it will be more than ceremonial. Very hands-on. Visit minor league affiliates. Certainly a lot of work in spring training. He's already got his eyes on Max Kepler. Wants to do some work with Max. Uh, and, of course, you might even see him on TV once in a while or at the ballpark. Uh, the itch to join the front office, to have a role with the Minnesota Twins moving forward, well, that actually came last year as well, in part when he was watching TV, and we'll just assume that was the one time he was watching TV and not listening to the radio. And then I started to get more involved and more involved and started to watch guys' swings and, and knew that I wanted to be back. I wanted to be a part of that. I, I watched Kepler hit, and I go, and there's maybe there's a couple things that I can help him with that I that I did and and I think that's what excites me now is is being able to think that I could possibly have an impact on 
a younger player's career that was in a similar position that I was in. And, and so I'm hopeful that I can have an impact with guys in that way, starting in the minor leagues and, and in the big leagues. So. so Justin Morneau back in the fold, and that is good news all across Twins territory. Also new to Twins territory, Addison Reed. Addison Reed, the uh, former closer for the White Sox, among others, uh, most recently with the Red Sox, signing a two-year deal with the Twins, put him with Zach Duke and Fernando Rodney, new look to the bullpen, and certainly more changes probably still to come in the personnel department uh, as we get a little bit closer to the start of spring training. Also, this weekend, Twins Fest, still a few tickets available, not a lot, but some tickets available. You'll want to gobble them up now. Come on down to Target Field and enjoy yourself uh, with the rest of Twins territory. It is going to be a celebration, and it is going to be a whole lot of fun. Hoping to have a lot of fun here in Cedar Rapids tonight as well and on the Hot Stove Show. Stay with us. We're going to introduce you to Jeremy Zoll, an interesting guy you'll want to know. And that's next on your home for Twins Baseball. This is, this is the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back to the Twins Hot Stove Show. As we seem to do every year, we do an episode in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And in fact, truth be told, we're not quite in Cedar Rapids yet. We are on the bus with Twins Minor League Director Jeremy Zoll making his first trip ever to the state of Iowa. It will not be his last. And first of all, just by way of introduction, uh, you are new to this role. You are certainly not new to baseball, Angels, Dodgers. Uh, prior to this, the first thing anyone says is your age. You're 27. I mean, you don't look a day over 18, but you're 27. And yet I would argue that in your years in the major leagues, you've already done more in a four or five year period than most people do in a decade. Talk about your path because it's truly unique uh, and it's a great example of how this game works in terms of seizing opportunities. Sure. Um, thanks for having me on, Chris. And yeah, I mean, I was fortunate enough uh, while I was still in college to grab a summer internship with the Cincinnati Reds, uh, which was kind of a way to get my foot in the door. And uh, I completed a video internship with the Vancouver Canadians right after graduating. Um, but from there, I uh, had an opportunity to land a full year internship with the Angels and kind of able to take the role and run with it and got exposed to the advanced scouting side of things and kind of got thrown into the fire on on some of it and I had to sink or swim and tried tried my best to to seize the opportunity Uh, ended up turning it into a full-time role and was with the Angels for for three years and and learned a lot from that whole group and Jerry Depoto and uh, Scott Service, Matt Clentak, Hal Morris, Justin Hollander were all uh, really good mentors for me and uh, you know was able to to take that experience and, and move to the Dodgers where I shifted to the player development side of things and uh, was with the Dodgers for two years as their assistant director of player development working under Gabe Kapler and uh, really enjoyed my time there and I think that's kind of what has allowed me to to grow into this next experience and excited to take on the challenge with the Twins. Well, I want to get back to some of the names you mentioned because so much of this business is who you're surrounded by, who you're able to learn from because you're going to take different things from different people and then you're going to add it to your own ideas uh, and you're going to come up with kind of a plan you mentioned a lot of very successful people who are some of the guys who you feel have been most instrumental in your professional growth yeah I mean really all those guys that I ran through were were super helpful and I probably left off a few as well Jonathan Strangio and and Nate Horowitz and Mike LaCasa were kind of peers and they're doing great things as well at this point and you know I was able to do my best to try to take a little bit from everyone so Hal Morris was was a mentor on the on the advanced scouting side of things learning how to break down hitters and and read swings and um, Scott Service brought a lot to me from a leadership perspective and and just making me feel included Um, and Jerry really the same you know to be an intern and get to uh, be exposed to the conversations at the GM level was was really 
beneficial and, and, and an awesome learning opportunity for me. And um, Gabe was, um, you know, when he, when he was farm director with the Dodgers, was uh, super inclusive, super uh, invested in all of our development. And I think that was, was, was really helpful in, in my own career. Development's a big word because we talk about the minor league system through the years. You're developing individuals. You're trying to win for affiliates like Cedar Rapids. Winning's a part of development. But your job is a big one, and you've got a lot of people you'll be doing this job with. But is the core essence of it trying to take every single person who puts on a uniform at any level for you and get the most optimized what they can bring to the organization? Certainly, yeah. I mean, I think um, it's actually Jeff Pickler, when we were working together with the Dodgers, framed it this way, and I've uh, kind of adapted it a little bit. And I I think, you know, in in scouting, you're trying to identify uh, the players to, you know, to what are they, what are they going to be um, in development, you know, try to try to strip out the evaluation side of things as, as coaches and coordinators and front office members and instead just see can we get each guy a little bit better each day. And if we're doing that, we take a step forward, we can do that repeatedly, you know, we look up and, and now we have a better player and, and that's really all uh, we're trying to focus on in development. Tonight we're in Cedar Rapids. You're going to get hammered because these guys want to know about the kernels of 2018. Who are you sending us? Will they be here all year? Things of that nature. As you've transitioned, I know Brad Stiles moved on to uh, to head the pro scouting department, but how much communication between the two of you as you embark on the various stages of leading into this season? Yeah, Brad's been huge and uh, really helpful to have him still be with the Twins as, as a resource. and um, He's gotten me up to speed on a ton, whether it's um, you know with the staff that was that was in place and will be in place for 2018 or with players in specific situations, some trickier than others. And he'll still be a, a huge part in his, in his new role and kind of voicing opinions of, of where, uh, you know, what we should be doing with guys and where they should be. And, you know, that extends to, to others as well, whether it's Mike Radcliffe or Thad or Derek or whoever it might be. So you've got a lot of eyes out there. You've got a lot of experience in your minor league staffs, guys like Joel Skinner who, who have done it all. And also a lot of new guys to pro ball. You haven't seen these guys yet, though, because they're new. You've looked at the folders, the files, the reports. How excited are you to actually get to Florida and put some bodies and some physical actions with the reports you've been reading? Yeah, that'll be super helpful. You know, there's, there's, you do your best to, to dig in on the information that, that's at your disposal and the stat sheets and, and talk to the, the coaches and coordinators about the guys and um, to start putting faces and names is super valuable and even – you know, just last week at org meetings, getting to do that with our player development staff was was super helpful and really looking forward to taking those steps as spring training is, is really right around the corner now. How much for you also is just understanding what makes individual players work? And you can really only learn that by, by talking to them or the coaches who are talking to them. How much of an opportunity do you have in your role to get to know inside the heads a little bit of all of these many, many, many players? Yeah, the personal relationships are, are super valuable. I, I think, like, sometimes, you know, it can be a little bit easier to identify what a, what a problem might be or an adjustment that a, a player might need to make. Um, but ultimately, like, you know, we, we might have an answer, but we need the player to, uh, to buy in himself. And um, at times that can be more challenging. So having those relationships built in and actually knowing what makes the guys tick is going to be super valuable. You know, in spring training, we're hopeful to have meetings with as many guys as we can and certainly plan on tasking uh, coordinators with getting to know the guys as well and that's where you really need to lean on coordinators managers and coaches to 
uh, for their insights on that subject as well. Can you give us a scout on Jeremy Zoll, catcher, Haverford University? <laughs> um, I was uh, more of a, a contact hitter, took my walks, uh, worked to, to right center field with the bat, and uh, I don't know, I, I probably caught because it was a position that allowed me to, to stay on the field, and when you're willing to do it when you're eight years old and, and keep doing it, that's how you, you stick behind the plate, so um, it's kind of how I ended up with my Division three career and happy to be on the other side of it now. If it came down to one spot in the Haverford Baseball Hall of Fame and it was you or Thad, how does that voting break down? Who had the better career? Uh, I imagine Thad gets the bump for his sense of humor, so, uh, <laughs> you know, it's going to be tough for me to compete with that. Yeah, that's a whole other category. Jeremy Zoll making his first pilgrimage to Cedar Rapids. It won't be his last as he faces the uh, Colonel Faithful, and they are fervent in their love of their Cedar Rapids Colonels, and that happens tonight as part of the Twins Winter Caravan. Tonight is part of the Twins Hot Stove Show. We'll take a break, come back with two guys who hope they never have to talk to Jeremy, Mitch Garver, and Zach Granite, right here on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back to the Twins Hot Stove Show, and we are live from the lobby here on uh, the main drag, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Mitch Garver is here. First of all, happy birthday. They canceled school for your birthday on Monday, which I thought was a, a nice touch. And welcome back uh, to Cedar Rapids. There's a couple ways you can get here. There's, I just got promoted to Cedar Rapids. You're super excited. There's, I thought I was going to be in Fort Myers or Chattanooga, and I'm going to Cedar Rapids. And I would argue the best of all is your big leaguer coming back to speak in Cedar Rapids. Fair assessment? Yeah, fair assessment. I'm happy to be back here. Obviously, uh, the weather that I remember is a little bit different than what it is now. I think it's we're in single digits here. My favorite memories here are during the summer. So this is a different look at it, but I'm happy to be back. I feel like this was where your Twins career really blossomed. I, I, you hit 16 home runs or so, and I think you really put a mark in the sand as a, as a big-time prospect. Is that fair? This was my first true taste at a full season and professional baseball itself. I was really happy to be here. I took everything that I learned here and I've applied it to my game that I have now. So this was this was a good step for me and I really enjoyed my time here. I'm trying to remember if I have this correctly. There was a Rod Carew game here, right? Where it was Rod in town and he was messing around with you and you ended up hitting a couple of home runs? If I remember correctly, yes, Rod was here. Uh, I think my fondest memory was he was flipping us uh, balls in the cage and he wasn't quite getting behind the net. And we were like, okay, we have to shut this down. Like, we, we can't be doing this with Rod in here. Uh, but he was he was a good guy to have around. And obviously, he still has a ton of knowledge. And we love having him and being able to pick his brain for different ideas. One of the special things about Cedar Rapids is the host program here. And I was here a couple of years ago where they inducted the head of their host family program into their team hall of fame, in fact. Were you one of the guys who had the host family here? And I saw it firsthand last year when Byron came back and his host family was going crazy. Is that going to be similar for you tonight? I hope so. I mean, I, I still keep in contact with my host family, Chuck and Cindy Young. They come out to Fort Myers every spring training and see us. And uh, I think they're still hosting. So, uh, I'm excited to see them, and nothing but good things to say about them. We love staying out. They have a farm, you know, five miles away, and we loved being out there, and so I'm excited to see them. One of the things I learned from some of the host parents was that when one of their players makes the big leagues, they, they frame their picture up and they put it in a special segment of their, of their hallway. Again, the number of guys who make the big leagues off an of A-ball team are not, not huge. You and Zach, though, pictures in the hallway of your respective homes, and it has to feel pretty cool to come back here as a major leaguer. It's something special. I still haven't soaked it all in. I think every day I kind of rejoice in the fact that I've reached that point that I was always striving for, but it's different. You know, it's I'm here now, and I want to succeed. I, want, I need to master another level. I want to continue to improve my game, and 
obviously I want to play for a long time. Well, let's talk about that because I feel this is a big off season for a player. You work to get to the big leagues. You finally make it. You get a taste of the playoffs as well. And then when you go back into the off season, I would think this off season in particular is different than others because you've been there, you've tasted it, but you haven't yet firmly set those roots down or accomplished yet what you what you want to do. But you've seen kind of what it takes. This has been the best off season for me by far. Uh, I've learned a lot over the past few years, and I've applied little tidbits and different aspects to a game and tried to apply them into my off season program. And now that I've gotten that taste and I want more. I've learned what I need to do. I'm advancing my game in every aspect. I'm ready for spring training right now. Uh, we're about two and a half weeks out, so I'm, I'm itching to get out on the field. Uh, question in the offseason, working as a catcher on receiving. I've talked with Jason Castro about this. He was an offensive-minded catcher when he came in. and had a reputation as more of a slugger than a defensive guy. And he said he put in work in the offseason with specific drills to get better defensively. And you start thinking, well, what type of drills can you do to replicate some of those incredibly nuanced game situations? What do you do defensively to work on your defensive game when you're not in a team environment in the offseason? Well, right now uh, I'm working with Blake Swihart back home, and so we kind of bounce ideas off each other. And we do drills, but it's not nothing can simulate a game, and nothing can simulate a real bullpen that you're catching a pitcher in. So uh, we get off the machine and we work on different aspects of the game, whether it be blocking, receiving, throwing, anything in between. And right now we're just kind of getting our feet wet, getting our fingers ready for what's about to come, and really just getting in shape for to be ready for spring training when it hits. Yeah, Albuquerque, your home has become kind of a little baseball mecca here. Alex Bregman, and, and you mentioned Blake, and uh, the Twins just signed Jordan Pacheco, who went to your high school as well as the University of New Mexico. What's going on down there? Yeah, Jordan and I actually grew up, I grew up right down the street from him. So we used to play stickball in the park all the time. He, he was always one of my idols that I looked up to because he's five years older than me. And then we got Blake and Alex and Matt Moore grew up in Moriarty. And, you know, there's there's numerous other guys that have come out of there. And it really has become a hot stove in the past decade or so. We love it. We use it as a platform to advance baseball in Albuquerque, obviously. It's just been fun being able to see all these guys and what they can do. Now, you're not just a catcher. We've seen you play a bunch of different positions. You've got the bat as well. But catching-wise, last year, Castro Jimenez, two great veteran leaders in a clubhouse in very different ways, uh, two guys who have seen and done a lot over the course of their careers. What did you take from those two uh, that was maybe similar, just delivered in different fashions, and, and what maybe could you take from one and then add from another to give you a, a fuller, I guess, belt full of skills to take to the to, to the ballpark? Yeah, I tried to pick up something from each guy. I, I liked watching Jason work every day because he had his routine, obviously, that's very important in this game. And being able to go out there and to adjust game plans for every pitcher I thought was really unique. And then I had... Jimmy by my side in the dugout, which was amazing because we would sit there, we would talk baseball, we'd talk situations, bounce ideas off each other. He's very smart, very very knowledgeable. He was great to have because he's a little bit older. He's seen a lot of things, like you said, and he knows when things are about to go wrong, when we need to do things, when things are going right. He was a good guy to have in the dugout because he was, he was a coach. He was another coach out there. Mitch Carver joining us from Cedar Rapids. He'll be part of the Big Hot Stove Show here tonight. We'll take a break, come back, and we'll hear from Zach Granite right here on your home for Twins Baseball. Bye, baby. Bye, baby. 
Welcome back to the Hot Stove Show, shaking things up here a little bit. We had to give Mitch Garber a nap before he uh, he comes out to a giant uh, round of applause tonight uh, back here in Cedar Rapids. Now, Zach Granite joins us. You did not spend all that much time here in Cedar Rapids. You're a fast guy, and you sped right through the Midwest League. But uh, I was telling Mitch the best way to come back is probably as a major leaguer giving a speech as opposed to a guy uh, coming here to play, right? Oh, 100%. Uh, it feels like a long time ago. came here... Uh I was here two separate years, kind of got hurt for a full year here, um, came back, was here for a month after that next year, and, you know, see you later, see the Rapids. But uh, it's actually kind of good to be back. Saw some familiar faces earlier, and I'll see some familiar faces tonight, so it'll be a lot of fun. Talk about your off season a little bit, if you could, because most people, they spread around, but you're in New York. And when you lose the last game of the year to New York, you're going to hear about that a little bit more than guys who live in other parts of the country. The first couple of weeks, a little rough? It was bittersweet. You know, I, people have been telling me, oh, they rooted for me, but they were still rooting for the Yankees. So, I don't want to hear that, you know, so I, I don't care. But, um, you know, it, it was a hell of a year. Uh, it's been a great off season for me, you know, kind of like we've been talking about this whole, you know, getting to the big league situation. It's been since I'm five years old. So I finally got there, and I kind of now have a feeling and, and kind of know what to do to stay there and hopefully, you know, play there. Is there a difference in your workouts where you go into a workout fully now having seen what major league effort truly is and what you need to do to not only stay there but excel there as opposed to kind of wandering and going through your routines and years prior? I think it's more of a motivation factor, you know, because nobody wants to be in the minor leagues. Everybody wants to be up there, and I, I think it just kind of pushes me a little more. You know, like like I said, I, I never knew what it was before that. You know, it was always this magical land that, you know, we thought about and, you know, the big leagues and all that, but – you know, now I got the taste of it, so I feel like it, it motivated me more this offseason to do a lot more, you know, harder lifts and stuff like that. So it's been going well. When you're not a huge guy and you're a speed guy and you play the outfield and you smile a lot, people are like, oh, he's such a good guy. <laughs> but the thing about you that Paul Mahler loves the most is he says you play with an edge. He says maybe the fans don't see it. They see you smile. But he says you got a little bit of a nasty edge when you play. Is that fair? Oh, 100%. Yeah, you know, I actually like that. Um, you know, I grew up with an older brother, so I had to, you know, try to be nice and then attack. So that's, that's the only way to beat up your older brother. So I, I kind of feel like I've taken that throughout my whole life, honestly, is, you know, um, kind of taking that New York mentality into my game. I feel like being from New York, honestly, has helped me with that edge because, you know, I needed that edge growing up. So um, it's been – I think that's pretty accurate. Mitch was talking about your New York style too. I guess this hasn't hit Albuquerque yet. <laughs> I don't know what goes on in Albuquerque. So, uh, But, you know, Garvis got good style. Garvis got really good style. But, you know, I feel like I had to step up my game. Usually I'm gym shorts and, you know, a T-shirt and a guy. But – you know, once you get to the big leagues, you got to start dressing. You know, you got to dress where you want to be. So uh, I feel like I've kind of stepped my game up a little bit. You and Mitch have been together a long time, and not necessarily here because you were injured that first year. Uh, but it has to be kind of fun to look across uh, the clubhouse. And, and you've looked across clubhouses in E-Town and in Fort Myers and in Chattanooga and in Rochester. Now looking across a big league clubhouse at a guy that uh, you guys have been up and down through the whole ladder together. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been kind of cool to go through a, the system like that, um, especially with a, a great player like Mitch. You know, he's he's a hell of a hitter, hell of a player. Um, and like you said, we've been through it all together. You know, we've been through the tough times in the minor leagues and we've, you know, been in the big leagues together. So it's been a hell of a ride. And, you know, hopefully we can continue this for another, you know, hopefully 10, 15 years. 
I think Twins fans would like that an awful lot. <laughs> Zach Granite joining us here from the hotel lobby, in fact, in Cedar Rapids. We're in Cedar Rapids tonight, part of the Twins Winter Caravan. You can find Zach and Mitch and a whole lot of other folks at Twins Fest over the course of the weekend, and that's going to be a whole lot of fun. I want to thank Justin Morneau, who joined us earlier tonight, along with Jeremy Zoll, a guy that Zach hopes to never talk to, and Mitch Garver, uh, and Zach Granite. And this is Chris Atterbury saying so long till next week when we join you again from the road on Twins Winter Caravan right here on the Twins Hot Stove Show and your home for Twins Baseball.